We've been talking about lordship. I, you know, as I go into this and as you follow with me to go into the lordship of Jesus, you soon become aware that there's nothing much more important. Having your bills paid, that's important when you need your bills paid. And having your boo-boo fixed, you know, when you hurt and the doctor's talking serious to you, that's important. But really, the things of life are not going to get any more important than what you do with the Lord Jesus. You know, we talk about when we get someone born again, uh, or at least I do, I establish them on what is the currency of earth? What, what moves things on the earth? That if you had more of the currency of earth, could you do more? Well, it's money. Uh, money is real important. If you want to do something on earth, you get you some money and you buy what you need and you pay someone to go do what you need. If you've got plenty of money, you have, you have a place of power, of influence, of, of whatever. But, you know, rich people, as we know, don't have a inside track when they go to heaven. It's not like, hey, beggar man, step aside. We got rich folks coming through here. We know that currency, American dollars or pesos or whatever, has nothing to do with heaven, and it doesn't matter. And how much power? Well, I'm the governor. Well, I'm the senator. Back of the line, son. We, we, <laughs> you just come in just like the guy that's uh, the clerk down at Walmart or whatever. We know all that, but what is the currency of heaven? Well, we know the currency, how to get in, how to have be established, is what did you do with Jesus? What did you do with Jesus? That's the whole currency of heaven. Not what did you do, not what did you think, not what did you intend to do, but what did you do with Jesus, the Lord Jesus? And it's never going to be different than that. So we as Christians, we get real comfortable with Jesus. Well, now I'm born again. I'm regenerated in my spirit, and I got him in there, and I know that's my ticket to heaven. What did I do with Jesus? Well, I, I, I made him my Savior. But you know there's a higher level than that. You know it's not just what you did with him that. And I don't know exactly how the mechanics are uh, based on Romans, uh, where it says, if you will confess you with your mouth the Lord Jesus. I, I first got so-called saved in a Baptist church, confessing him as Savior. Son, do you want to go to hell? Do you want to go to heaven? That was the question as a nine-year-old. Well, you know, born at night, but not last night. I, I could answer that question. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to meet the devil. So I said, I, I want to make Jesus my Savior. I want to ask him into my heart, which has nothing to do with anything anywhere. Come on, y'all. Let's get the religion off and just say it's like it is. What, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. So... I didn't get that the first time, but I evolved into that. And people generally take two tracks after they have that experience as Savior. They, they have that nailed down. I'm nailed down. Now I'm going to go live for me because I got that, that, that fire insurance. Or they, like you did, I did, we make him more. We get drawn in. Holy Spirit lifts him up, and we, we like that. And so there's more. So we sang a song this morning that said, uh, you are Lord, you are Lord. And I love that hymn. I'm certainly not criticizing it. But there is another step besides that God can do anything. You know, we all know God can do anything, except that he can't. He can't lie. He can't break his word. He can't operate without faith. You know, the word says in, I think, Ezekiel, it says uh, that God looked for a man to step in the gap. Yeah. <laughs> and he could find none. And so what did he do? Well, he just took over. no. He did without. He just, it didn't happen because he could not find a man. And so he, there's a lot of stuff God can't do. But if you get past that, 
It doesn't matter that he's Lord. It matters if he's my Lord, if he's your Lord. And that's personal. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can fix that without you. You know, uh, Jesus said in the, in the New Testament, but it's the gospel, so it was Old Covenant, he said, uh, he said, today you are my friend. Well, being a friend with Jesus isn't enough. It's good to be friends, but you've got to have more than that. Some people are born again, but they're not friends with Jesus. Did y'all get that? So you got he's not my co-pilot. No, and he's not even just my Savior. You could make the case for Savior, but that's mechanical. That's a, that's a path. That's a, that's a form you fill out and submit, and it's an application. Lord, I want you to be my Savior. Well, like I said, any dummy would, because it's just a, it's a logistical uh, solution. You know, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. You got to have Jesus go to heaven. Okay, you're my Savior. You saved me from hell. But he's not too impressed with that, y'all, because we, we figured it out. Don't want to go to hell. Never really entered in that I want him, his presence, his love, his peace, his life. It's just, no, I just don't want to go to hell. We understand in the diet realm, that's how it is. I, I don't really want to, I just, it's not that I don't want chocolate pie, I just don't want to be fat. I want to fit into those clothes. So it's, it's the same thing. Um, lordship is a rare principle. Could y'all say amen for me? It's rare. Lordship is rare. But you can see it. It's like you're plugged in going down the street to a bright something or another. You glow when Jesus is Lord. There's a difference between the born again and Jesus is Lord. And you can spot them. People say, well, you can't tell if someone's born again or not. Sure I can. Because you, you cannot fake that light. You can't counterfeit that light, that, that life that's in, that, that, uh, that, that uh, response, that approach that people that are, that Jesus is Lord, they have an approach. They're not pessimists. They're not doom and gloom. They're, they're excited about life. But even then, when we sang that hymn this morning, you know, you're coming back. Woohoo! I, I'm not. I love life, and I'm excited to be here. But just mention that we might get to go tomorrow, and I'm ready. <laughs> I, I'm not saying, oh, it's always right to go to heaven. So, I, I think even in marriage, I'm finding out here lately that a lot of people are living together that aren't married. Who knew? I didn't know. I thought everybody wanted to be married. But a lot of people aren't married that are living together. Whatever. Whatever. It's our culture. It is not what people choose. It's just our culture. We get used to whatever we get used to. And so we, we find that uh, you go, well, I was talking to a couple last night, and it's like, well, why aren't y'all married? Well, I never, my, my mother blew her marriage up, and my dad blew his marriage up, and I just didn't see the value of it, and on and on and on, they start raising the stuff up. But the main end of it is, is we want to have options. Say options. We all want options. We want options. And that marriage thing, it closes off options. Do you all know that? It's, it's like, at the very, I don't know if in our culture it closes off that many options, but it makes it where you have to jump through legal hoops. And I may get in trouble for saying all this, but it is the truth that people, they value their own autonomy their own, I am, I am boss of my future. I am boss, and, and I, it may be go wrong, it may not be right, but, but I'm in control. That's big with all people, and always has. And when you, when you marry the girl or the guy, you're obviously giving up 
a lot, a control, an option. There's two people in the room that get to vote. You may take away their vote. You may say you have no vote, but they started out with a vote. And we just like it when we have options. Well, when you talk about the lordship of Jesus, it's scary because he might even be worse than a bad wife or a bad husband. No options. We're going to do it my way or the highway. Y'all get this lordship thing? It's that Jesus giving up his control means that it's, he's going to call the shots. After all, he's God. <laughs> he's God. We can divorce her. We can, we, can, we, can, we can leave for a week or two, but Jesus goes everywhere with us. And so we, we want options. And so we want to keep the line visible. How much do I have to do or have or be to keep Jesus in, in my life, the heaven part, but I don't have to give up options. Everybody's always assessing the line. So they'll say things like, well, I don't believe you have to go to church to be a Christian. That's one thing you hear. Or I don't believe, they, just a whole bunch of stuff where they've, they're adjusting the line. They're saying, you know, this line is bothering me. I want to do less and still keep everything. That's what couponers do. They want everything that everybody else has, but they don't want to give their money. They want to give a coupon. Yay. Uh, so what we have here is uh, insecurity. People are just insecure. They, that's why they don't want to get married, is because what if you change? Or what if you don't, it's something's different that I don't know about. I need options, and I'm, I'm a little insecure about you saying I love you with, everything, and I'm going to throw in with you and just give up all my rights. I'm going to just turn them over to you. That's scary in this world. And so fear dominates there. And But I'll tell you, the risk is high for lordship, but the benefits cannot be fathomed. I believe, I said, let me look, look let's, let's look here in Ephesians chapter 3, just since we're just skating along here. This is a concept thing this we're doing this morning, just to think. It's not like turn or burn or, you know, or get you dressed down or get you, you know, your hair, don't color it or whatever that. It's not legalism. It's like, let's think about it because it's a decision we make every day. It's not like getting saved where you make a decision that's done or someone proposes and you marry or, or you move to Seattle. It's a, it's a decision where we, every day we get up and we say, Jesus, how much lordship am I going to give you today? It's always based on priorities. You set your priorities according to that. So people that get up on Sunday morning that don't have that lordship, they assess their situation to say, am I going to church today? Oh, there's a little catch. Just, ooh, I felt it. We better stay in and work in the backyard and mow the grass and paint the house. And, you know, we're not, we can't go to church because that might hurt, but we're, we're, we're on the roof. <laughs> I mean, he just... The, the logic just lasts that long, and then we're off once we made that decision. So that's not lordship, is it? We're all very acutely aware of giving up control, and it's a scary thing. Ephesians 3.20 talks about this. Verse 19 says, To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. You can't even, you can't even get there with your head. You can't even comprehend it with your head. If you don't get in faith with the spirit man, you can't even know the love of, of Christ, but that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. No, no, you cannot. That We read that like that's logical, but nobody believes you can be filled with 
all the fullness of Him. You, you, this verse right here is, uh, is, is, you can't get around it with your head. You, you cannot believe this with your head. This is a, this is a spirit thing. And then it, then it turns in the verse to verse 20, it says, Now unto Him. Well, who's Him? What can Him do that is able to do exceeding? This is the most prolific and, and superfluous language that the Bible uses anywhere. Exceeding and then abundantly. Exceeding is a big word. It covers everything. Abundantly by itself covers everything. And then above all covers everything. And then he, but he puts all three of them together. And he just, he just truly, truly, when Jesus said truly, truly, it's way out there. It's not like, I was thinking the other day and I think this. No, truly, truly. Tr- uh, abundantly above all that we ask, okay. I hadn't even asked that, Lord. I didn't even think to ask that. I couldn't even re- I couldn't even be brave enough to ask that. And you're saying it's above what I've asked. Or think. The word there is literally understand. According to the power that worketh in us. So there it's not even like, God, God, I'm I'm are you busy? It's like, no, he's inside. Just whisper. Hey, let's do something great, God. He said, I got plans that you hadn't even thought of. And then he'll run one by and you go, oh, God, that's stout. He said, well, that's just the runner. It's just the announcer, the messenger boy to say, big things are coming. Well, God, I can't even get around that. So this lordship is, is complex. But we're, if we're not mindful of the kingdom, mindful of the greater one in us, we'll just walk every day saying, ah, going to heaven someday, ready, got my fire insurance policy right there. I'm good. And never think about. And the reason we do that is because we're going out to a struggle. We're going out to work. We're going out to be with people. We're going to meet with family. Oh, that's, that's, that's a grenade over the top everywhere you go. Meeting with, do y'all have family? Do y'all know, do y'all have family like I have family? I love them and I have to love them. I have to love them. You know, God assigns you family to make sure that you keep love in your heart because you have to love them. <laughs> Friends, like, I'm through with you. But family, you got, they, they can trace you back. Yeah, you, this is your family. We, we, yeah, we saw you come into the world. You wasn't that pretty, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you got to love family. I don't want to love family. Well, it's a test. Because if you can develop love for them, then you can get it right everywhere else. So lordship is the answer. It's such an amazing risk. It's such an tremendously difficult challenge it's such a stripping off where you are you're you're naked when lordship means you have nothing to hide behind you have nothing to in reserve well if this doesn't work out i can always oh no can't can't do that because i put everything in he's lord now savior you got lots of options is that right even even Shandalahabada, even speaking in the Holy Ghost, you got options. Lots of carnal Christians that speak in tongues or could speak in tongues. But lordship is all in. Even marriage. We got options in America. Now in other nations they don't have options. Once you tie up, you are tied up. But in America, you know, I, I don't like him. He 
he was I married him with the parting his hair on the left and now he's parting it on the right. This has got to go. <laughs> no. He made more money when I got him. <laughs> so we just throw that, but lordship is big. It's because God goes with us. So it's the answer to every situation. Say everything. It's the answer to everything. You got troubles? Well, pastor, give me a scripture. Well, I'll give you a scripture. I'll tell you what it is, but it won't work for you until you have a, a system that can handle this scripture, this word of God. You, if you don't have the hardware, we, can't, we cannot install this software. We cannot put it in you, even though you'll quote it. By stripes, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. What's wrong here? Well, he's got to be Lord, and uh, he's not. So we have to work on it. Now, you get born again instantly. Twinkle of an eye. An atomic second, the word says, which they say is about a tenth of a second you get born again. So immediately, everything, the old man is flushed out, annihilated, destroyed, actually the word teaches. The old man is destroyed and taken out of the way, and the new man comes in instantly. And we become, Colossians says, we become one spirit with the Lord. It cannot be comprehended with your mind. No one can explain it. So atheists are always battling it because they don't get that. It's not natural, and it's not. But we renew our minds day by day, hour by hour, with the Word of God. And we decide incrementally. We take ground today because that's all we can do is today. I, okay, I'll give up a little bit today. I'll read the Bible now, or I'll pray, or I'll go to church, or I'll forgive. We, we take ground of lordship. It's not that we want to forgive Louis, but we just have this lordship thing that says, I must for him. To keep him right in my life, I have to do a horizontal thing to keep the vertical thing right. But I don't like this man. I don't want to be around him, but I'm going to forgive him for what he said and did. I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to be happy about it. That's how that stuff happens for us. Uh, one of the disciples asked the Lord Jesus. He, of course, he wasn't born again. He said, Lord, how many times should we forgive? Seven times? And the Lord said, 70 times seven, which was a, in, in, an infinite number. Well, he was, he was prophesying. They could not forgive anybody because the love of God was not shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Ghost until the new birth. But he was telling them the same way he was telling them, have faith in God in Mark 11. Nobody could have faith in God, the God kind of faith, until they were born again. So he was telling them, this is a time that's coming. You can't now, but I'm telling you it's coming. Well, we have to make Jesus Lord. And we're all working on that. And we have days where we might have a service or might have a, a, a prayer time in your, in your own life or where the Lord deals with you. And you strip off some of you and you come down and he comes up. And he, you know, but sometimes we take him back down. So that didn't work out so good, short term. But it's everything long term. And it's called trusting the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, all your ways, every way, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I need a path. I need a, I need a path. Because I don't know the way. I've never lived before at this time. Have you? Have you, ever, do you? have you ever faced what you're facing and, and you figured it out? You got that thing nailed and now you know what to do? No, every day is brand new. You just, 
It's not think something you train. Okay, I trained my, I, I raised my kids. I know how to do that. No, no, you don't have to do anything on your own. Amen. So there's no other path to what the Word teaches, the promises that we all claim and profess and desire. There's no path, even though the Word is true. And, and, the, and if you'll do the Word, the Word will do for you. But lordship is the key. That's why Brother Hagin would write little books. He'd write little books about how it worked and how the kingdom would work. And people would read those books and they would do those principles. Okay, it says right here, do this, do this, do this. But it wouldn't work for them. And it worked for him, worked for Kenneth Copeland. Why? Because there was lordship in there. The unseen, the transparent factor. Well, I don't think you have to go to church, you know, to, to be a Christian. Amen. But you can't have much else in your life. You're going to be, you're going to be a saved sinner. And I, I, I don't mean there's such thing, but I just mean you're, you may have heaven nailed down, but you don't know anything about the earth. You don't know anything about the world. Your life is going to be just as hard, just as challenging as the sinner. Because you're just going to be natural. You're going to figure out, we can't give this week because we had the car to fix last week. Everybody knows you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. But Lordship says, ah, we got this. Got my check on Tuesday morning and wrote the check out Tuesday afternoon. And when Wednesday night came, I put her in the plate. It wasn't a thing that waited till the end of the month. Y'all don't wait till the end of the month. There should be no bounced tithe checks. Because it's the first 10%, not just a 10%. It's not paying a, a bill. Oh, the water bill's due today. We, you know, we don't want to cut the water off. No, they, they give you 20 days. But the Lord, he gets the first because he's Lord. He's Lord. We, we, we establish that. We, we nail that down on every level that we're aware of, giving our mind, giving our soul, our personality, our past, our experience, our hurts. Well, I tithed one time and I never had it so hard. Well, there was no lordship. So you're, you're, you may have been physically putting it in the plate, but you were over here working plan B. Y'all say amen. Not today, but it was then. Everybody had a plan B when they started. <laughs> if this doesn't work, I got me a little stash. You know, and I'm always not tied next week in case it doesn't work this week. That's not lordship. You go, well, I tithe. No, you gave up 10%. You were separated from your money. Being separated from 10% of your money is not tithing. Pay your taxes or the IRS will come get you. Well, that's what people think about God. I got to pay my tithe or he's going to come get me. No, no, this is every option. You, you and I, we call all the shots. God, God is not up there saying, ha, ah, you're late. Boom. <laughs> Everybody thinks that though in car in carnal churches, they just they just pay him off. It's 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 uh, what's that money on the street that you uh, that you, you you pay the mafia because if you don't, your house your business will burn down. Protection money. There it is. That's all it is. It's just a modified thing. But that's where you got to start. Everybody has to start. We can't get spiritual and then tithe. We have to tithe when we're not spiritual. And then the Lord just makes it work. And he does. He makes it work. Um, I couldn't find that scripture. I looked for it. But uh, it's in John, I believe, that says, uh, 
why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? We're going to talk about that another week, but that means there's a, it's, it's more than just FaceTime with God. Okay, God, I was in prayer this morning with you for 10 minutes, and anything you want to say during that time, I'm, I'm open at that, but the channel closes at 10 minutes after, and, you know, I'm on my own, you're on your own, and I'll meet you in the morning. That's not how this is working. This is like, okay, we're, I got this time where we can just concentrate, but I'll be driving and I'll be accounting and I'll be taking out the trash. Talk to me anytime. That's lordship. Uh, so I'm pressing, and I'm sure you are, to install Jesus as Lord every day. It's not a one-time thing. You know, being baptized in the Holy Ghost, they used to teach that you, it, it was an event. You could go back and say, that happened on this date. And truly, the initial, the first time, did. But it's being filled, be, be being filled, Ephesians says. Be being filled with the Holy Ghost. You can leak out. Bless God, I got the Holy Ghost back in the 60s. Yes, amen. Well, you are dry as a, as a powder house, a biscuit. There ain't nothing in you that's flowing and oily and, 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 and wonderful. Uh, you know, but you, every day, you got to get him every day. You got to put him on every day or that's a day without him. I mean, not without him, but without something fresh that'll throw down. So churches like us are criticized as being over the top and y'all believe way too much. And, and it's true. If you just want Jesus as a savior, we are what you call overkill. If you just need a savior, we slam dunk. We got you. But what if you get born again on a, in, a, in a church that that's all they preach and that's all they teach? And so you get born again on this Sunday, and then next week you come back. And that's all they preach is, get born again. Well, I'm already born again. What's the message for the, the, the week after? No, there's no new message. Just get born again. So Jesus is never able to be Lord. He's just Savior. And I'm sure that the Word talks about Him wanting more out of us. These, these commandments and these promises are to the man or woman that has made a commitment not out of constraint, not out of threat, like the Lord said. If you don't make me Lord, it's going to be bad for you. That's kind of a touchy Lord. Amen? Okay, well, 1 Corinthians 6, are we there? I don't know if we ever said that, but here we are in verse 19. Let's read 19 and 20 together, because this is the B-I-B-L-E. This is the Word of God. Verse uh, 19, ready, read. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Here it is, verse 20. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Well, the Bible says there ye are not your own. Now this is a legal transaction. This is a legal transaction, and everything in the Bible, everything in the New Testament, old and new, is legal. There's a legal side, and then there's a vital side. There's the legal side that says that Jesus died for everybody, but there's a vital side that says you have to receive him. You have to receive the legal thing that he did. Otherwise, even though you, you are technically paid for as a sinner, he's paid for your sins if you don't receive them as a Jesus come into my life and be Lord, then you will be as if you were legally outside of the transaction. In other words, you'll die as a sinner, even though he paid the price for you to be a child of God. So that's the way it is about lordship. There's a legal right. Jesus 
paid the price for for him to be the Lord of our life and us for us to be heirs and joint heirs with him. But why isn't everybody a joint heir with him in, in practice? Because they haven't taken on the vital side, which means I got to put things out of my life every day. Corrupt things, small things, soulish things, con- condemning things. And I got to put things into my life. Righteousness, faith. I am loved of God. You got to put that in so to get the vital side, even though it's legally already there. Now, contrast this to other religions, so-called religions. Demon gods, I would say, like Buddhism, Hinduism, Muslims. Muslims, let me just tell you all the secret. Muslims are moon god worshipers. You ever seen the crescent? Everything on them is the crescent? They are moon, it all came from the moon god. Allah is the moon god. Well, the moon god and other ones, the Hare Krishnas and the, all of them, they offer a lordship or a form of salvation, but it's through sacrifice, self-sacrifice. In other words, the, 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 the demon god Moloch, which was worshipped in the Old Testament, he required them to bring their babies and pass them through the fire to kill them. What's up with that? Well, that was the requirement to have the favor, good crops and fertility in your family and, you know, all that sort of stuff to be blessed by the Moloch, the moon god, or the, 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 that god. You had to sacrifice. In other words, you had to give up something. But as a Christian, Jesus went through the fire, so to speak, and he paid the price. Well, that seems too easy. There's no doubt if you ever took your, your firstborn son and put him through the fire, and now all of a sudden you're childless, that you're going to remember that and, 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 and be beholden to that because you've paid a price. But by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. So I have no personal sacrifice where I gave up something. He doesn't even require the tithe to go to heaven. It's not even like, well, you didn't pay your tithe. No more heaven for you. The Catholics and others say that if you sin, a grievous sin, without repenting of it, and you pass on, you die, you go to hell. So he's a little touchy up there. He's a little time sensitive, like, like pears or apples or something, or bananas, maybe bananas. Maybe we got a banana God. This thing has got an expiration date, and if you don't do something in... 24 hours after doing bad things, we're sending you to the big fire. You're a little touchy. By grace are you saved? No, that's not grace. That's, that's worse than a return policy. At, uh, at, at, anyway, we don't serve a demon God that demands sacrifices and demands we give up pleasure. The Word says to... Uh, uh, that it's a, it's a demon practice, an, an, an occultic practice, to deny people to get married. And I don't want to call them out all the time, but there's a, there's a whole major Christian sect that deny their priests to get married. Well, that's a sacrifice. That's like, well, you've got to be pure before God to be a priest. But all the rest of you that aren't priests, you can go get married, which is a Obviously, a point of defilement, or a, uh, you're lesser because you, you, you had to get married. But our priests, they, they're special, and they don't get married. They just commit un- insane acts of, 
of, of terrorism against other people. Are y'all getting my drift here that how good Jesus is? But since I didn't sacrifice my firstborn son, and because I didn't, I didn't uh, walk across the coals to prove that I loved that God, or I didn't do something that would impart a memory to me, imprint me, then I'm a little casual about it. Something he did 2,000 years ago. I wasn't there. Were you there? Just, it's a historical fact that Jesus hung on the cross. But I wasn't there. And I didn't see it. And it didn't touch me. So now I just, by faith, I just make Jesus the Lord of my life. And he says, he says, everything is fine. Well, how do I know that? Well, I believe. But it's easy to slip away from that grace because you're not imprinted with a fiery or a torturous or a, a, a life-changing experience. So we have lukewarm Christians. Did y'all hear me? We have people that are not imprinted by that like they would be if you, if you did something amazing and you, and you had to go do it all the time. You ever been into a Buddha shop of, of uh, whatever, nails or whatever, and they got Buddha there, and they'll put fruit on there. They're always trying to serve him. Uh, uh, Christians, the church, well, I can't say them, but I'll just say lots of churches are legalists. And if you're not there on Sunday evening, or if you didn't get baptized in the service that you got saved, you're going to hell. I had a girlfriend in high school, and she was Church Christ. Well, there I went. And, uh, and uh, you know, they're just, they're just different than, than us Baptists were. And, uh, and, and my best friend my, that, I, that I went to school with and grew up with, my best friend, he was Baptist. But he couldn't marry the Church Christ girl that he wanted unless he became a Church Christ. All right, that's fine. Well, he changed. And, and, and they're more faithful than the Baptists. Because if, you if you're not there, you just might not be in heaven. Are y'all here? And then they got that 144,000. I don't know why I'm off of this. I'm just telling you, there's demon gods, and I'm not calling these people demons. Well, I am the Jehovah Witnesses. I'm telling you. They're wrong. They're wrong. Because, you're, you're, you know, just a few of us are going to make it. Well, what little god do you have that can only squeeze 144 grand in? I, there, there's a billion of us. We, the, this is getting worse and worse. The bigger the planet gets, the less of us are going to get to go. It's like winning the lottery. How many people bought tickets? Ah, there was a million of them. Well, why would I want to go buy a ticket that there's a million people with a ticket? I want a lottery that just has two. Anyway, so you could not make Jesus Lord because there's no pressure. There's nobody leaning on us. There's nobody threatening us with hell. There's no one saying, we're going to come get you. There's no one threatening you and saying, you, you, you can't be a Christian anymore. You, you, in that same other church that I talked about, you know, you've got to take communion to be in good standing with God. He cares if you eat the biscuit and drink the cup. He cares. I mean, he's tied. Never mind that I was regenerated in my spirit, man, in the instant, in a quick, in an instant of... A twinkling of an eye. Never mind that. If you don't eat the biscuit, if you don't drink the cup, you're out. So there's lots of ways to fall off is what I'm saying. Lots of ways that you can be going good and then slip. And all of a sudden you're hellbound. Have y'all ever been to these churches? Have y'all ever read about them? You, you have to be raised in them not to see it. 
And if you're raised in them, you don't see it generally. It's hard to get delivered out of the Mormons, the Jehovah Witnesses, the, the whatever. Uh, but we don't have a threat. We, we do. Now, they do. The Bible says that condemnation has a little profit, a little fruit. So there are preachers that are preaching. If you don't get your sorry carcass in here, and if you don't do the rules, and if you don't tithe, and if you don't... They just have this list that they just make up. And they freeze the people. They, they, they hold the people who won't read their Bible and find out that's a bunch of junk. And so they're frozen there. They're just like on station. Well, we got to go. I want to watch Ren 1010 tonight. No, we got to go to church or we'll go to hell tomorrow. We got to go. Well, so how much fun are you going to have making Jesus the Lord of your life when you're on the edge of hell all the time, on the edge of, of being marked out. If you don't, in that other church, if you don't take, if you don't, if you're not in right standing with the church, you tank, can't take communion. Do you all know that? You can be dis, discommuniated. They've threatened it with senators that would vote for abortion. The Catholic that other church has said, you... You vote that way, we're going we're gonna to disfellowship you. It never happens. They just put it out there. And if you don't take communion, everybody knows what's going to happen. You're going to hell. Maybe. It's just confusing. Just make Jesus Lord. We just got to make Jesus. That's our quest. It's not a rule book and a do's and a don't list. Am I doing that, Barry? He thinks I am. Of course I am. Anyway, we're free. We're free. Go to heaven, be a slug on earth, just slog along and can't pay your bills and brother-in-law hates you and the neighbor throws their beer cans over the fence into your yard. Just, just go through life saved and you'll have a heaven experience. Now, when you get there, I promise you, you will go to the back of the class. Kindergartners are back there and pre-kindergartners are way back there. I know several people that they're going to have to go to school to get in kindergarten. And, but I'm not going there. Now, this is the truth. You, heaven is not just like, well, we made it and everything's the same. It's not the same. Because we're coming back here in the millennial reign. Uh, turn with me to First Peter. We're just about through. I've just completely blown this thing for where we were going. I, I got two more pages of notes, and we're on line four. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. We don't care. We just want the word, Lord. Um, now, lordship, the thing about lordship that I've noticed, and I've just been, you know, just like you would if you were going to bring this message, you'd be thinking about lordship. And the thing that's hard on lordship with the Lord Jesus uh, is because you get no vote. That's why. Everybody wants a vote, especially if you're raised in a democratic society, a culture that's, that everybody gets a vote. Uh, we've had people, not, not just one, but several that over the years wanted to know who's on the board of the church before they would come. Well, Jesus is Lord. We just, we just have enough of that to satisfy the government and to, uh, and, and make them happy because they're, they're kind of watching over. We're a nonprofit corporation. We are a, uh, we're registered in the state of Alabama. We got everything. We got all our, we got, we got board members. We got everything. We have board meetings. They set my salary. They, they uh, establish policy. When we move from one building or we rent, they, all this stuff is done. 
But it's not something the church votes on, because who cares? We want Jesus as Lord. And you vote with your feet. If something, you know, if the church moves, the board says, let's do this, and you don't like it, just vote with your feet. Go down to First Church. Is that right? Because I noticed that if churches vote on stuff, and they don't get their way, they're mad. Now, that's why you have churches that have purple carpet on this side and a seam in the middle and got gold carpet on this side. Because it was not, they couldn't decide, they couldn't vote. They voted and they couldn't, and, and half of them was mad. And they had a Mexican standoff, is what I say, where we're, we're, we're not budging. We, we want our carpet. Really? Carpet? Win the world? Make Jesus Lord and have the purple carpet? It just gets crazy. Y'all ought to get out more. That's what I say. Y'all ought to get out more. I know these things. So, and, and in lordship, now listen, listen to this. There's no negotiating. Now, you know in heaven there's no negotiating. Jesus is Lord in heaven. And there's not a suggestion box over there that says, if you don't like the way things are run, complain to the management. There's none of that. We all know that. We all know it's going to be perfect. And Jesus is absolutely Lord of heaven. No devil, no sin, no, no, he hurt me, or, or I don't, you know, he's, none of that. Jesus is Lord. And if someone says you're wrong and I'm right, it's settled. Heaven, there's no controversy. There's no disputing in heaven. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be down here. And the only way you have to do is you have to take the negotiating out of the way. You have to say, Jesus, I'm signing the check, my life check. You fill in the amount. Now, how come Nicole didn't have to go to India. How come uh, uh, Deborah didn't have to go to China? But I'm over here and I'm having to go to Afghanistan. How come, Lord, this isn't fair? We ought to have a committee and we ought to say, now, really, who wants to go where? And why would we uh, have to leave this and that and the other? Pastor Avery over at Victorious Life just got in from 17 or 18 days of going to Russia. And it was, it was, uh, it was, it was quite a trip. I mean, he, every trip he has challenges. Well, how come he gets to go to Russia, someone might say, and not us? When Jesus is Lord, if you put in your request, I want to go to Russia, it might get approved. But nobody wants to go to Russia except him. <laughs> he went to Ukraine. He went to Crimea. He, nobody wants to go there. So we'd say, Lord, I, can we negotiate? Can I, can I change your call on my life? He said, no, the, the gifts and callings are without repentance. The word repentance means without change. You are who you are, and I've called you to be who you are. And that's the end of it. So people don't like that no negotiating. They always want to have a, a space at the table. And so they can't make Jesus Lord. You've got to sign the check and let the Lord fill in the whatever, the amount. He said, I want all of you. I want all of you. I want your money. I want all your money. We know he doesn't take it all. We know that the tithe, in heaven's perspective, the tithe, God, you put in 10%, so you made $100, and you put 10 in, and the Lord sees it, listen, as 100. He always says, they gave it all to me. Well, what if you gave nine? They didn't tithe. They gave some sort of offering, which you can't give until you give a tithe. It just squirrels it all up. It just like not making him Lord squirrels it all up. He, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I say? Well, Lord, I'm not big enough to do the tithe. Well, that's fine. We love you. God says, I love you. 
Heaven's your home. I'm going to do the best I can in every arena with what you give me to work with. You don't want to tie? That's all right, honey. We don't care. We don't care. But there's just certain things that are in, like, like when you order the package on your TV program. You can get the super-duper package that has everything, or you can come down here to Cheapo, which isn't so. But, but anyway, it's, it's up to you. Ah, well, I want the Hallmark Channel. Why would you? <laughs> but anyway, I want that, and it's only in the super-duper package. Well, you're going to have to pay $100. Well, I don't care anything about anything down here except National Ge Geographic. Well, you can get that for $69.99. You choose. I choose. And the same thing in the kingdom. We choose, not that God's withholding, but there's lordship has its privileges. It, when you turn it over to him, he said, I can work with this. I can work with you saying whatever, send me where you want me to go. I'll live where you want me to live. I'll drive the car you want me to drive. Well, now I'm not going to give that up, Lord. I want to pick out the car. I'm telling you, when you say, Lord, you can pick out my car, it'll be better than what you could have afforded. And what you would have, it's better. It's better. But everybody's like, no, I want to, I want to choose. Where are we? Where are we? First Peter. We're going to quit with this. I'm sort of sorry I took you all all over the world, but here it is. It says in verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. So, we're full strength. There wasn't any gimpy seed or gimpy path or gimpy method that you and I got into the kingdom. There wasn't any, like, shortcuts that says, well, if you don't want the full package, you know, you don't want to make me all the Lord, well, then we can give you a kind of, it won't be hell, but it'll be real warm all the time. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's hotter down in that section. No, incorruptible seed. Look in verse 4. Verse 4 says, uh, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, full strength, everything heaven's got. And I'm telling you, it's better up there than you know. Go back to Ephesians 3.20 and, and, and read, Exceeding, abundantly, above, all we could even ask, imagine, or understand. That's the whole package. There, it's the super duper package. It's the, it's, it's beyond what you can even. I got stuff you've never even heard of, and well, Lord, show it to me so I can decide. You have to walk by faith in lordship where you are. Give me lordship, even though it's. Not really lordship, but you think it is. Lord, I'm going to give up chocolate. Lord, I'm going to give up cigarettes. Lord, I'm going to give up beer. Whatever you think that God wants you to give up, you give that up even though there's a whole bunch of junk in your life still. But at that point, you say, Lord, you're Lord. And in that life and in that vein, he is. But he never leaves you alone. He said, ah, you like that. Let's, let's, let's move over here. So all of a sudden, you have a little unction that says, I'm wanting to go to church more than once a month. Jesus is Lord. And so you show up on a, on a second Sunday. Everybody's amazed. Like, who's that? Oh, I saw him last month. <laughs> or whatever. I'm just making fun of the whole thing, but it's like we're never through with lordship, and he's never show through showing us the benefits or the life that lordship brings. We give a little bit, 
and he opens up as much as he can at that level. And it's like, wow, God, you're good. Well, everybody knows healing passed away. God doesn't do that anymore. Well, when Jesus is Lord and you get healed, you can't abide that anymore. You can't say, well, maybe so, maybe no. All of a sudden, you know, you, you point to your life and say, well, he healed me, so it can't be. Or he prospered me, I was at the end of it, but here came a check. Here come a incorruptible inheritance. Is that what it says in verse 4? An inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. So you could say, well, that's heaven. But then Jesus said, what do we want on earth? What is the lordship life on earth as it is in heaven? Well, who's that for? Anybody that'll make Jesus Lord. So I'm, I'm tearing off stuff about me that I have to decide and I have to choose. Sometimes he'll tell us to, to go to church. We, sometimes we go to church at, uh, on Sunday night. We go to a double portion just because we can. And sometimes we go out to Victorious Life and we pray with them. Sometimes we go to Jemison or, you know, we, Lord, you're Lord. Where do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? How much do you want me to give? There's plenty more where that came from. What, do you want me to go down there and help those folks and whatever? It's like, gee, he's Lord. So I don't have an agenda anymore. Well, can y'all do this? Let me check in with him. We, we say, I have to pray about that. But what we're doing is just saying, I'm bought with a price and not my own. It's the best life. Nobody would buy into that if it hadn't been so good at the lower level. Nobody would keep going. Nobody would keep pushing. But I want more of him. And there's more of him where I make room for more of him. 